Welcome to You're Not the Boss of Me. If you are determined to break glass ceilings and build it your way, this show is for you. I'm your host, Beth Graves, and I am obsessed with helping you to not just dream it, but make the plan, connect the dots, and create what you crave. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back. Episode number 137. Happy, happy Monday. While you are listening to this, if you're listening to this live, I am on my way. I'm going to stop at JFK. We're staying at the TWA Hotel, which is supposed to be really, really cool. Have you ever stayed there? Have you heard of it? It's the old terminal. Mackenzie and I are staying Monday night, and then we head to France on Tuesday morning. So be watching my stories, and I'll be I don't know, wearing a beret or something. I'm excited about this trip. It's something that has really, really been on my heart to do with my kids is to travel and to get to know them as adults. Because if you have older kids, do you still see them 10, 11 years old? And then Donnie will be 18 this year. Mackenzie will be 22 this year. Like where in the heck does time go? Okay. Enough about my personal stuff. Let's get to the things that you want. And this episode I'm so excited to bring to you the seven things I wish I had known when I got started in network marketing. And I look back and think, would I change a thing? Because had I been given the big picture, and I was just talking to Blair about this, and I thought, are we overwhelming people with too much information when they come aboard. Like here's your posting plan and here is what we do to make connections. And then we need to have this funnel and this thing and this thing and this thing. I think I may have felt, I know I would have felt super, super overwhelmed. So I don't know if I'd change anything because I love the journey and I love what I've learned, but I think I can help you to stay in a beautiful energy, attracting feeling calm, feeling as though you're not sneaking away from your kid's dance lesson to check your phone in the bathroom because you're afraid to miss a message, those types of things. And I would love to have your feedback on that. Do you feel like having, when I started, it was, I didn't, no one said you're going to post and you're going to use your stories. We didn't have stories. You're going to do this. It was honestly, let's have our first success. Let me show you how you can start helping people with this product and with this business. And so I think had I hopped on a working Zoom and seen what I, like I have had seen the checklist or for example, I think when you're listening to this, I'm not sure, do this daily, we'll be ready. We're finishing up the touches on it. So I will let you know in the email as soon as it's ready. But would I give that to a new person? I think I would. And I've used that over and over and over and helped so many people to rank advance. But I think you have to keep it the first success. Help the newest person have their very first win. And then you you build on that. And we're going to talk about that in these seven ways. So let's do it. Here is one of the things that I truly wish I had known, and I, I would not change this for sure. Number one is follow up with people that ask and are interested or start on the product, have a follow-up plan that gives value around the product, what it will do for them. And 
I'm seeing this in this way. So I'll give you the scenario because you know I love to tell the story. So in the beginning, people have a really hot, warm list most of the time, unless they've burned through that list. So I had a lot of friends, a lot of friends from tennis, a lot of friends from college, a lot of people that were saying, tell me more about this product. And I didn't have the the skill set yet to understand that right away they weren't going to say yes. And, and of course, I'd heard eight to 12 follow-ups. So I was just circling back around, hey, checking in, wanted to share that we've got this special. And I lost a lot of people that I think and know needed to be nurtured. And so number one, follow up and give value with co- valuable content in relation to what I know the pain and frustration would be. So let me give you an example. My friend Cheryl asking me, hey, tell me what this is all about. I send it over to her, she checks out the website, no thanks. I would immediately, immediately say, you know what? I have a monthly newsletter and I'm sharing resources for women just like us who are at the time we were premenopausal and whatever that niche is. You know how we talk about that niche? I would have created a list that wasn't just sales, but was serving and put in there, why is it important that a woman over 45 needs CoQ10? And perhaps had a very general one if it was somebody that wasn't in my mid-40s premenopausal group of women. And so a general newsletter and a more specific newsletter to continue to educate. And on that note... I would have started with educating around why women need this product who are going through menopause instead of doing all of the sales and the posting, and it was pretty spammy at the time. Number two, this one is big. So let's go back to number one. If you're thinking about, if you're thinking about, well, gosh, I want to do that, don't worry. I'm going to be teaching you how to do that. We're going to have a new how to create a simple email list, create your newsletter and write good copy. We're going to have a masterclass on that. And that is on the calendar for April. So stay tuned to the emails, to the Facebook group, to the communication with me so that we can do that together. And I'm going to show you a very, very simple way to do that in a free masterclass. So no worries. I've got you. If you're ready to start now, then just start now. Start thinking, how would I write a love letter to people who, what would I share with them? How would I serve? And you could even have it be something, I get something from Tim Ferriss and it says like five great finds of the week. So use your content, but I would take those people off of messenger and just say, Hey, I'm going to be sending a monthly newsletter and I'm going to be sharing all of my great finds, whether it is like, we must have turmeric and why, I'm going to share that with you. It'll be like a love letter and I can't wait for you to get it. So what's your email? I'd have that that happen. You can create an opt-in. You could create a guide, but we're not going to get crazy. I would just follow up and give more information. Why does somebody need to have frankincense in their life? What will it do for them? And continuing to educate without feeling like you're following up like a basset hound. I was thinking like hounding, following up. I don't know if basset hounds follow up. They're pretty cute though. The next thing that I would do, and this is huge, and this jumps away from the how, and this is don't take anything personally. Now, it's very difficult. We do take things personally. That's our nature. That's who we are. But 
if a customer stops ordering or if a team member disappears or a team member, a person that you love just decides, I'm not going to answer messages anymore. I'm not going to, or tells you, I'm just not into it. Or you hear that anything personally. And I want you to think about this. What's the narrative when you start to feel that it's personal? What's the narrative that you're telling yourself about the situation? I wouldn't make it about me. And I, I took a lot of things personally. I took team members not having success personally. I took it personally if somebody got mad that I wasn't available for something. I took it personally when people left the company. And so I want you to imagine yourself like a situation where you were internalizing it and imagine that thought. So the circumstance, let's say the circumstance is that Mary was all into the business and suddenly she's just not even responding to you. She's kind of not in her chats. You are, I would, first of all, I would ask straight up, I would not beat around the bush. I would say, Hey, Mary, it looks like you're drifting away from the business. That makes me super sad because I love doing this with you. Tell me more about what's going on. And is there a way that I can support you instead of all the little, like trying to see if the boy still likes you situation? Oh, Hey, I'm going to comment on their stories. I would just ask. And if the answer is, I'm just not into it, I'm not feeling it. I wouldn't convince, I wouldn't take it personally, but I would also follow up and say, we're going to stay in the loop together, if that makes sense. So how do you not take something personally? Well, you have to realize that you're making it about yourself. I do that all the time. This is not about me. Their story, their narrative is their story. We've learned, we've been programmed to make it our fault and an extreme as being a martyr. So I want you to notice when you have that thought of, and I think this goes back to me feeling left out when I was in elementary school or feeling on the outside and I'm replaying that. And until you heal that, it's a worthiness issue until you heal that. And you're like, I am worthy with or without this. I do not need the approval of others or others to be in this business with me. And I will not convince. So notice that. and then put it on a cloud away from you. Like take that circumstance. Mary's not doing the business and put it on a cloud and realize, say, what does this have to do with me? You did enough. There's nothing more. There are people that are still in all kinds of businesses that have zero support. It is not up to you to create. Yes, be supportive. And we're going to get to that, but don't make their decision about you and impact you. You're worthy with or without. The business will grow with or without. So don't dwell on that and don't take anything personally. I always have to say, why am I making this about me? What's the story that I keep telling myself about this? And could there be another story? Absolutely. Number three, this goes in with number two, is whenever a situation would come up, I would use more body cues, meaning I would allow my, I I would stop if I felt triggered and say, where am I feeling this? Breathe this, breathe, 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 pause and say, if, if you're triggered by, even if it is a promo or another person hitting a rank or somebody that something that someone says in a chat, stop and breathe 
and pause. And I would ask the question, what am I making this mean? What am I making this mean? What am I making that message mean? Why am I making this about me? Again, not taking anything personally, but one big question I would do is first I would feel things in my body so that I wasn't in a nervous high alert when answering and reactive. And I would say, what am I making this mean? And I've really learned, like one of the things that I know is I don't feel good when there's like some, the energy around like, we're going to go, we're going to crush it and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. I would get like super panicked. And then I would go into panic mode sales. I got to get this. I got to earn it. I got to earn it. So if, even if it's an event, so there's a leadership retreat, for example, and earning it and being the first 25, yes, I had moments where I wanted to be first on that list. Well, now I'm looking at something like a leadership retreat that you can earn. And they always say, of course, it's the pace of the leader. But I want to say, what am I making this mean? Am I looking at it as I have to get the approval of 14 different people and my team? Or can I genuinely, without having to give product away and without having to ruin by sending 45 messages, what I would say is like ruin a hot list, what am I making this event mean? And if it is like, yes, and for most of them, it's yes, I truly, truly want to be there and I have the capacity and I've been working my business consistently and with ease and flow, I will hit this goal. So do that over and over when you feel your body go into high alert, breathe through it and say like, oh, wow, it's okay. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel frustrated. And then ask yourself when you're feeling that panic, what am I making this mean? Did a brain dump before the podcast. I'm looking at this list and a lot of it is not the how, it's the reaction and really coming to deciding how I want to feel in my business and what I need to do and who I need to be and deciding which party I'm attending. Meaning not like literal party, but I am I attending the hustle, hustle, go, go, grow, grow, grow. I was there and it works. However, a lot of people I think that saw that energy were distant from building their business because let me tell you, and this is on, <laughs> on the success piece. And this is number number four is seasons of business. Understanding that there are seasons of growth, there are seasons that you will need to pause, and knowing that when you have long term sustainable customers and when you have systems in place for your business, the seasons are okay. But define and name the season. Don't just name it as oh I'm on a pause because you don't feel like working. So number four is know that there are seasons of business. And I look at the growth as almost like you're headed to a big competition. So let's say that you are a figure competitor lifting weights. Leading up to taking the stage, you will have different seasons. You will have the cut and shred and the cardio, and there will be some major intensity for that event. But coming off the event, you might have yourself a milkshake and pizza, but normally there's a maintenance mode or a way that, you, that you're still working out, you're still in 
the arena, you're still making progress, but you cannot be in build, 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 go, go, go mode 100% of the time. But here's what I notice when I allow myself to be like, I'm in a resting season, I rest too much. So knowing where I want my goals to be. So right now I'm in a building season for a course and I won't always be making 14 videos and sending everything off and getting up at five in the morning to complete a workbook because we have the goal of finishing this by a certain time. I wouldn't be doing that every single month. So knowing that I'm in a course build season, I'm building that digital product and this is what it will look like. And looking back, knowing what those seasons look like and then having boundaries when you're on a build. Last April, I had a huge build with my network marketing business. And from the person who talks about balancing and regulating the nervous system and being in alignment, I went back to the emotional addiction that I have, which is like all balls to the wall. Push, 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 promo, promo, promo. We're doing this. Like we were earning bonuses and it was go, go, go. And I got to the event that should have been a celebration and holy moly, I had basically, I went back to all my old emotional addictions. I started to take things personally. I looked at situations. I made it about myself because I hadn't taken care of me and I know better. So I wanted to tell you, know the seasons. And when you're, when you're in a build, if you're like, I've got a 60 day run in front of me and This is how it's going to look. And that is when I think about creating a mastermind for network marketers and leaders, it is teaching you how to be in that build and manage those blocks of time, know what to do, but also know that if you don't go for a run in the morning, if that's your thing, your business is going to start to feel energetically off. And that means it's you're feeling it in your chest in your stomach you're constantly snapping at people you're checking your phone at odd times instead of knowing hey i've got this i've got systems in place oh fifth, 15th auto ship customers no problem i know that they have already received their automated email from me that says hey your product is on the way i know that i have my whether you have five they were sent a text on the first of the month that you know you have those systems in place And that brings ease and flow because you're not letting your business just drop when you walk and take that break. But that's what many people do. They go, 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 go. And then their business cannot work without them. I hope that makes sense. Number five, wait 24 hours when, when you're feeling triggered or even wanting to say yes to a retreat or go to an event or someone has said even, I'll give you an example, someone is angry about something with you or you're feeling like you want to set something straight. That's not the way it was. You misread me. Wait. I can think of one situation where there was a giant colossal misunderstanding in my business. I think it was three or four years ago. And I still, you know what? I am going to send her a message today. I hurt, really hurt another leader's feelings. We were co-creating an event together and I didn't ask her to speak at the event. And it was all the narrative that she was telling herself and the 
my reason was, oh, I'm at this event and I'm going to let them host it and have their own speakers instead of saying, like, it would have been easy. She's an incredible, incredible person to ask her to have a speaking part or to say, hey, how do you think I should handle this? This is what I'm thinking. But a miscommunication, I was tired, I was on an airplane, and then I was reached out to by a mutual upline of ours. And instead of I didn't have 24 hours to wait, but even instead of waiting an hour and breathing through it and putting that on, on a cloud outside of me, like this is this must be how she interpreted the situation and taking personal responsibility of, wow, I really did not know that it was going to feel that way to her. I got reactive and defensive and upset and I went into that emotional addiction of feeling like I had done something wrong and I was in that, well, forget it. Here I am doing all this traveling. And I look back and I think, wow, that was me reacting and not stopping and saying, okay, so what could she have taken personally? And I totally get that and I understand it. And I would say lead with love and compassion. Or if you're triggered, this happens all the time. And I I would love to say it doesn't happen, but there will be somebody that you think is incredible and all in. And this is where we need to have like boundaries and not give people 24 seven access to our lives. And then they will stab you in the back and go to another company and sneak around. This is what happened. It happens in network marketing. I thought I was, I thought it was untouchable. I, I, it has rarely happened. And people that have left beautiful, beautiful, beautiful conversations. And uh, one of them is a good friend of mine, Sarah, and she found a company that was a founding member. And she said, it is so hard for me to go and I'm leaving an incredible income and team, but this is where, this is where my heart is leading me and I need to do it. And it was beautiful. And we're friends and we, we chat all the time on, you know, via DMs or support each other on social media. But another person, And I look at it sitting on my cloud that she needed to leave the way she did because that's what she needed to do because she didn't have the emotional capacity to feel what she needed to feel, which was sadness and she didn't want to disappoint. And so she created a whole new thing. And if, if you're angry and mad, it's so much easier to storm out the door, right? So... Instead of waiting 24 hours, I became, I was taking th- taking it personally and became reactive. And so I would tell you that you don't have to prove yourself right. You don't have to prove yourself loyal. You don't have to tell someone all the things that you've done. It's a decision that they've made and let it go. And the other thing that I would say about waiting the 24 hours is don't create the circle discussion over needing to convince other people that you're right or they're wrong. The very best thing you can do is to just leave it. Leave it. Because in the end, the core values, they always, always show up. And the cream always rises to the top. So I got myself, I've only done this, I think, I've only done this once, once in all of my years that I got like super like blah, blah, blah. And I would tell you, just don't do it. It is not worth it. Take the advice from me because it, again, 
This all comes back to knowing our emotional addictions, knowing our emotional addictions. So wait 24 hours. And the next piece is I, I've done so much on boundaries, but I want to share, I want to share this, this piece with you on boundaries is boundaries are kind and clear. And boundaries are not, you are not responsible for how someone else receives the boundaries. So when you feel that something is when you start, this is when you know you need a boundary. When you start to feel resentful about a message or a text, or I must do this, I have to do this. That's when it's time to look and say, where will I put a boundary? So for example, Facebook messenger, if you have messenger chats on Facebook messenger and you are answering from six in the morning until 10 o'clock at night within 22 seconds and hopping on calls all day long. But then you start to get resentful when that feels overwhelming. It's not their fault. You haven't set the boundary. So in the beginning of a, and what I'll tell a new person is like, let's talk about how communication and how you can reach out to me when you need me. And I will have very specific work hours where I will say, I'm checking my messages. I'll check three times a day. Or if I'm completely on Sundays, I normally won't be in Facebook Messenger on on the weekends. But a lot of people work their business on the weekends. So I will say, hey, we've got a business chat. And I will ask another leader that is present to be the go-to. So, Hey, who can check the chat on Saturdays to see if there's any questions? Like that's kind of our support area or post in the Facebook group, but letting people know where and when and how to communicate with you instead of just ghosting them because you don't feel like it. And then being really clear, like, Hey, I can't hop on, on the phone with you today, but I have office hours at this time. And another thing that you can do with boundaries is if you're getting a lot of single questions, this saved me. And if you're, I was just talking to a leader on my team and she has a fast growing leg. I started when I started doing a 15 minute at the end of my work hours, which was, I would tell my family right before dinner, I think it was I don't know. I can't even remember. The time doesn't matter. But I would say I have office hours at this time. Hop on the Zoom, write down your questions, ask me the questions, and we'll be on and off in 15 minutes. So at if you have like some great momentum, even hopping on this on a Zoom at the beginning of your workday before you go into your income producing activities. And it's not a coaching Zoom. You don't have to teach anything, but let's say you get up early and you start your workday at 7 a.m. You can say, hey, I'm turning on Zoom. I'll be there for 15 minutes. Hop in and ask questions. Or give them an ask me anything chat on your team page. But here's what I know. Codependency is created when people get, when you give the answers. So if it's, hey, how do I do X, Y, and Z? And you find that answer, that question is being asked over and over again, then create a guide or create some quick links. But many times it's like, hey, go spend 15 minutes in your back office. There's a training video on this and that helps. And that coming to the last piece is office hours. So if I, and this doesn't have anything to do with like promoter retention, customer retention, that type of thing, but I would have office hours, meaning on my calendar, what this is when I am doing the different tasks for my business. 
and team support would actually be office hours. So maybe that is every day from 12 to 1, if you have a large team, an hour a day of office hours of answering messages, hopping on a Zoom, and helping to support, that would be the time that you do it. Office hours would also mean that you're creating the hours that you're actually sitting at your desk and doing content creation or servicing customers, or maybe you are making reels, but being very clear on, I'm going to work from 12 to 2 today. And at two o'clock, I walk out of my office and I'm no longer on the clock. And knowing that we have questions of people coming in on the chats, I always know if I have somebody new that's in the business, and here's another thing. If you know, like I'm leaving for vacation and I will be gone for 13 days and not available, I would not start a personally enrolled brand new person during a time that I'm not available because for me, the first 14 days are the most important. So very rarely, it's been very rare that there would be 13 days and you you probably always have support, but think about where you are if you are starting somebody new. And of course, if someone's like ready to go, if somebody sent me a message, I'm ready to go. I have systems in place to support But when I first started, I didn't. And so I spent many vacations with a resentful family because I had three or four new people and I had created what I call codependent. I'm going to be there every step of the way instead of having like we have a 14-day accelerator. So create office hours and also know, hey, I'm going to be on a cruise ship. So I probably don't need to have um, four brand new people over the next 10 days for my business. And that's knowing the seasons of your business. So I'll review. It was follow up and give value with the people that are new and asking what is the product, get them on a list and nurture, nurture that list with value. And you can talk about your product on that list, but it's not just, I have a sale. It's like, why do you need CoQ10? Why do you need frankincense? Whatever it is that your product is, it's, it's educating in that way. The next piece is um, don't take anything personally. Number three, stop and ask, what am I making this mean about me? Number four, seasons of your business. Number five, wait 24 hours before responding. Number six, understand that boundaries are kind. And if you're feeling resentment around anything, it may be time for a boundary or it may also be time to ask yourself, where is this resentment coming from? And going back to what am I making this mean about me? Is this a money-making activity in my business? Is it something that that I I need to do? And that one thing that brings me that needs boundaries in my business is shout-outs. People are people will ask for shout-outs, and I don't have a system. I used to have a system, but I need to put that into place. That hey, when you have achieved something and you would like a shout-out, here's the system that we have in place. It's going to take 24 to 48 hours, and telling people exactly how they request that shout-out because that's starting to make me feel panic, but it's something that's super, super important that we, and even say like you, a shout out when you hit this milestone or a shout out when you earn this and having a way that they say, Hey, this is what I earned. Have them send the picture, hire the Canva out. If you are, like I would say, if you've got at least 25 team members and you're starting to make some 
a, a good income, it's time for a VA to start doing some of those tasks. And then the final thing is be wherever your feet hour, be wherever your feet are. Those office hours really, really, really make a difference. So with that, I'm going to say, well, how do you say goodbye? I know bonjour, right? In French. And I'm excited. We have the Do This Daily digital course launching any day now. You will get an email when it launches. And I cannot wait for you to get your hands on that thing because you are going to love. There's PDFs with calendar plans. There's videos. There's also the sticky note challenge inside of there. And it's your day-to-day how to do your power hour effectively without feeling like a spammy weirdo and connecting and more sales are going to come your way. I know that because it's worked for thousands of people who have done this, do this daily, hundreds, maybe thousands. I'm sure I got to (laughs) count. Anyway, I appreciate you all. I'm grateful that each and every one of you that listens to this podcast, leaves a review, shares it out. And I never, never, never take that for granted. Have a beautiful, beautiful week. Share this on your stories if you feel it will serve and give value. And I will see you all inside of the Facebook group now called the Social Selling CEO. You made that change from Camp Elevate. And I'll see you on the podcast next week. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today on You're Not the Boss of Me. I'm hoping that you found one thing that you will do today that will allow you to move forward to that big audacious goal. And I have a favor to ask of you, and that is leaving me a five-star review over in iTunes. Every single week, I read your reviews. I love hearing what you have to say, and it allows me to bring you more to get more people to interview that are doing the thing, breaking the glass ceilings, creating what they crave, and helping you with your game plan. So leave me a five-star review, and when you do, I enter you to win the You're Not the Boss of Me swag. So make sure you leave it, and we'll reach out to you if you're the winner. Thanks so much for hanging with me today, and we'll chat with you soon.